Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Cindy. I'm Vicky. I'm Nancy. I'm Linda. And together we're Her Stories. So before we get started, just wanted to say a quick shout out to my sister-in-law and their niece, Naichu, otherwise known as Nya Francis. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Thanks. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Hmong marriages. Um, it is quite a process and a little bit different than what you would consider a Western marriage. So we're going to be breaking it up into three different parts. The first part, we'll be talking about the process of the marriage, how it happens, and um, what goes on in that. Then we'll be talking about the beliefs that are intertwined with that. And then finally, at the end, I'll give a little bit of an inside scoop, <laughs> I guess, of my own well, my own wedding. Again, the three of us um, have not been in marriages, Hmong, Hmong marriages, or experienced Hmong weddings yet. So I had to um, interview my mom and dad to kind of learn about the processes, um, but and also just from my own observation, also tried to recall kind of the Hmong processes that take place. Just a disclaimer, we're all pretty young. We all don't know um, the exact Hmong processes, especially um, the processes that took place back in Laos or back at home. Um, And so please bear with us. Um, If there's something that we missed, we'd love to know. We'd love to hear about it. Um, but, But definitely, we all agree that we don't know Um, everything so please be patient with us so to begin with there's three scenarios that need to take place in order for a marriage to happen so the first scenario would be that the bride and groom uh, really like each other and the groom asks the bride to go over to his house um, indicating that they want to get married right right the second scenario would be that the bride, I mean, or sorry, the groom actually kind of coerces or um, would not not give his bride the actual information that he's going to bring her home. Yeah. Like like trick her. Yeah, coerce of. her. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, and then the third scenario is that the groom will speak to his family, um, indicating that he wants them to come to the bride's house to ask for her hand in marriage right and the the difference between the first two and the last one the first two is makes it easier for the groom side Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to negotiate so much because they don't have to prove to the bride side that she wants to marry him right because she's already willingly right go to his house um, and the last one is out of respect for the bride side if he wants to do everything extremely proper but it makes it a little bit difficult for him in the negotiation parts because then there's more to prove mm-hmm. at that point so and I think out of those three scenarios the one where the husband or sorry the the groom courses the bride is not as uh, not as common anymore no. especially in North America yeah, not here yeah, but back at home, it was very common for them to. I think the Hmong term is "ji" is to like kind of just grab them and be like, "You're coming home with us." Yeah. Um, but nowadays, there's a lot more say, thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> here, a lot more here at least. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so from those three scenarios that we mentioned, there would be two outcomes that would take place. 
Uh, there's a bit of overlap between the two outcomes, but we'll try to break it down. The first outcome would be if the bride follows the groom to his house, um, what would take place is the groom's family would contact uh, the bride's family, and in Hmong terms, that would be Fisa, to let them know that the bride is at their house, she's safe, um, and that they need to set a date for negotiation. The second outcome would be if the groom, out of respect, comes to um, the bride's house, and the Hmong term for that would be right um then they would also still call the groom's family would also still call the bride's family to set a date uh for negotiations for negotiations as well now we're going to talk about the groom's entourage so the groom's entourage would consist of certain representatives he would need two negotiators and one of the negotiators would be the main negotiator and we call them mekong in Hmong. Mm-hmm. And then he would also need what we call a pila, which is like his best man yeah. by Groom's his side. Yeah. And then he would also need what we also call netanjoa, which is translated to green lady. And then he, we would, he would also need his parents. Mm-hmm. So for the Mekongs, my parents said that um, if they're coming to uh, the bride's house to kind of negotiate so she didn't go over there mm-hmm. um then the, the mekongs would have to be like very well versed in negotiating um because that's something that they really value that this guy, this person has come in um to and really knows his stuff and mm-hmm. is really going to try to convince them yeah i don't i've never met um uh, a female mekong so yeah, typically no. they're males right typically yeah, yeah. Uh, they're also not related per se. They, I don't know if maybe they could be, but typically yeah. they're not. I think they could be, but it's not necessary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's just the case in our community because mm-hmm. it is a little bit smaller. Right. We right. have like two well-known Mekongs here. Okay. And I don't know. Maybe let us know if you're like in mm-hmm. Minnesota where there's a large concentration mm-hmm. of old people. What if, if there was a female Mekong? Yeah, be pretty it cool. could be. I don't know. Yeah. Times are changing. <laughs> And then for the pila, there are there rules around it too? Um, I think the pila, you can, as long as they are in your family, I don't know if they have to actually be related to you, but they do, like, like you said, they need to be younger mm-hmm. than you mm-hmm. and not married. And essentially their, their role is to drink for you. Because you could pass all your drinks to them when, during the negotiations. Later on, when yeah. we get there, yeah. you'll, yeah. We'll, we'll know we'll why. We'll go a little deeper into that. But, um, yeah, so they're like, your, they're like your best man, essentially. And hey. then the Netanjo. I was going to add that they're, they're the best man, but they also have to be a good actor. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Further on in the night, have to be a good actor. Okay. <laughs> and good. then um, the green lady, which we call Netanjo, is... Um, the groom has to choose some a female on his side of the family to kind of just chaperone the wife throughout the whole entire process, mm-hmm. just to make sure the wife stays. Yeah, she doesn't run away. Yeah, you know, she, she doesn't change her mind. To, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to escape. It's, <laughs> it's quite strict. It's we'll a, get there later too. <laughs> and I've I've been one before. I've yeah. also been one before twice. 
so it's it's not I've fun. Been. I've you never, been, never been. I was no. I wasn't a good one, but <laughs> it's because it was an asterisk, like the wedding that I was part of. Yeah. But yeah. So that's the Netanjua's part that she plays. And then they have their stand-in parents or their parents' right. representative. Right. So both bride and groom side, their direct parents are not at the negotiation table directly making negotiations. Um, partially due to their bias but you will have one person or sometimes two people representing your parents and then they will stand there at the table at the negotiation table um, approving or disapproving the negotiations for the bride side they have also two mikong so the negotiators and then they will have their parents representing uh, representatives um, technically, the Netan Chua or the Green Lady is from the man's side, but they will technically be for the girl because she'll be following her around during the whole mm-hmm. um, wedding process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to be clear, uh, there are representatives for both parents, but um, both parents will be there, both on the groom side and the bride side. Yeah, they're just not at the actual physical table. Right. Of the like negotiation, negotiation table. table. Yeah. Now we'll talk about the actual negotiating, what they negotiate. The first thing that they'll do is ask the bride and the groom if they want to marry each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I remember they asked me, are you sure you want to get married? And did anybody force you to do this? Of course you do this. <laughs> no. And after they're done, they give you a shot of beer. Just <laughs> to make sure. And uh, the other things are the bride price. So there is a price that the groom has to pay for their bride and they will also discuss who's going to take care of the meal on the day of the wedding not so much cook it because both sides will cook but one side of the family is in charge of paying for it the funding right so that will be those are the three things that are discussed the negotiation day the meal meaning the next day right Right. yeah or or whenever you do when you whenever the wedding day is because i feel like that's the way that it is here but the negotiation day and the wedding day don't necessarily fall exactly the day after. Okay. Just kind of how it's always been. All the weddings that we've been to at least. Mine was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it can be like even months after. Regarding the bride price, a couple of years ago, General Vang Pao, which is um, a highly esteemed, high-ranking official. There's a lot to say about him, honestly. Um, yeah. He's really... Um, well respected. A well respected in our community, and he passed away a few years ago. But uh, with his um, direction, they come up. They came up with a rule um, to set the bride price at five thousand dollars, so that um, everybody had to follow that, and and grooms or brides families didn't couldn't um, inflate the price. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, because sometimes it's I've I've heard some crazy stories of like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, because <laughs> even sometimes you still hear like, oh, if the bride, if she has um, higher education, mm-hmm. or if she's like a goody two shoe or whatever the case may be, um, then the price is more, right? Yeah. Uh, but with that rule coming into place, people practice it for the most part i know that some there are some outliers um and i don't know about in the states but for sure here i think most people honor it so yeah. that it is affordable because it can be a financial uh burden for mm-hmm. people if they can't afford the bride price mm-hmm. 
Apart from the bride price, um, in the scenario where he's coming to ask for the bride's hand in marriage, mm-hmm. normally they'll have a fund, which is like a gift for the parents, um, plus the, the bride price. And then also, if the bride is uh, younger and has older sisters, they have to set money aside for that to pay the older sister because they're getting married out of order. Yeah, out of line. Yeah, out if, of line. If the older yeah. sisters are not married. Yeah. Right. I think there's a lot to be said about the bride price. I know it's very controversial. Lots of people have opinions on it. People don't really understand the meaning and importance of it. So if you guys want to hear a special episode kind of dedicated to the bride price and for us to do our due diligence in researching and figuring it out, um, we could do that too. So once the negotiations are over and the bride price has been set, the negotiation day is done. Mm -hmm. So everybody goes home, goes to sleep. Um, in the girl's case, the the groom has a sleepover at the bride's house mm-hmm. with their netanjo, the green but lady. The, the green lady, but the pila, the best man, can go home. Wow! Until the next day, yeah. Oh, I didn't and know that. That's for the for the green lady to watch over the bride, and even though they're you the ain't go nowhere, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep her on lockdown. <laughs> Pretty much, Pretty you much. literally have to go everywhere with her except for the bathroom. Everywhere, yeah. And when you go to the bathroom, they're supposed to be outside the door waiting for you. Yeah. Wow. I did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was going to let her escape. She's like, bye. Because I, no, I knew she wasn't too. going to. Yeah. It depends on how strict your... It, it depends on what your Mekong says to you, your negotiator. Mm-hmm. She oh, was like, I didn't even talk with the Mekong. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, she's sleeping with you in your room. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. But other people were like, yeah, just go home. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Okay. It just depends so just on the Mekong. Okay. Case yeah. by case. Yeah. So after the negotiation day is over, the next day is our wedding day. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing we do in the morning is cook. Uh, both sides of the families get together and cook for all the guests who are coming over. Yeah, and typically, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't the preparation be mostly the bride's responsibility? Because if the groom is family is like far away, right? Well. That's, That's what's decided the night before. Okay. Like, okay. who has to cook, right? But okay. I think you you would bring quite a big bit of people with you if, you come, if you're coming, right? If possible. Yeah, your posse. Yeah. Okay. Will come, mm. right? Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So they work in cooperation to create this meal for you guys. Right. Okay. So then after the cooking is done is when you sit at the table mm-hmm. and you do all of the lectures. Okay. Lectured. I think each side of the of the bride and the groom has somebody specific who comes and lectures you and tells you how to be a good wife and a good husband and the things that you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Trying to impart wisdom. Yes. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, so from, from Hmong, the Hmong term for it would be Ndoa, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So following the words of wisdom, then lastly, there would be a time for the bride's family to give gifts to their new son-in-law and their daughter. Um, and among term would be pikyo. So that would be money or gifts or whatever they want to provide to the bride and groom for them to start their lives together. Mm-hmm. And that usually the, the amount of things that they give you is supposed to equal about the same as the price. To offset. The bride price, yeah. Right. So it's okay. essentially supposed to 
equal yeah cancel each other out oh that's really nice mm-hmm. that people do that some people don't i know yeah. for sure no they don't yeah and i think that's where the big misconception of the bride price comes in right which we can talk about if you guys want to episode <laughs> <laughs> all right so the last part is when the grooms and the groom's entourage is taking the bride and they have to exit the the house together. Mm -hmm. And this process can take a long time. So even if you only have 10 feet to the door, (laughs) it could take a good hour or even more. Yeah. So this is when the bride's family will come to the bride the groom's entourage, so the green lady mm-hmm. and the best man as well as the groom himself. And this is when her family will start to offer him drinks, usually shots of liquor or beer. And we have this tradition which is called Zheng and that means that the bride's family is acknowledging that they are entrusting to him their their sister their daughter and um they share wisdom and words of encouragement and then send them off and again this this can take a really really long time because if the bride's family is very big Mm -hmm. like anyone can come and offer the groom or his entourage drinks mm-hmm. and, yeah. and he so, can't decline he has to take it or he can pass it on to someone else to help to, him, right? like one of his entre- yeah. entourage, entourage members, members. so yeah. mm-hmm. and you can have you can have your friends come along with you to help you drink mm-hmm. they don't That's necessarily all. have to mm-hmm. be just friends. your mingle or right. sorry just your not your mingle just <laughs> your best fan or your green lady mm-hmm. or you have you can have a whole row of yeah. friends depending who could take the shots with if you have a whole bunch of brothers bring them along yeah if you're the groom if you're the groom yep Here's a drink. This is for this. Like, thank you. And you just pass, pass it right behind you. Yeah. But they typically, like, they would really like it for the groom to the take groom it. Drink yeah. It, yeah. Unless, I mean, mm-hmm. if he's like, unless totally he's literally dead. blacked out. But even and then, can't even walk. then. Yeah. But um, a lot of the times it does happen. The yeah. groom does get really, really drunk. Yeah. And the right. green, uh, not the green. Or one. axe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've seen a couple Which is a good strategy. Good yeah. And um, there's, there's some rules, too, I think. There's nowadays. some people, there's some people who, um, you, like, they're, it's really recommended that they jang like the brothers of the bride and First uncles cousins. of the bride yeah. but I think there's some people who are not allowed to because I remember at your wedding there was someone who was like oh I actually can't because I'm only a like a nephew or something like that yeah mm-hmm. I think it's like remember? your direct brother and sister yeah. your like brothers aunts, aunts and uncles yeah, yeah. I think it, something mm, like that maybe yeah. they can't be maybe they can't be like under you yeah maybe under I don't the know. bride but, e- but even then, even yeah. a friend could I think, possibly. I think it's somebody has to be, like, your uncles can't. Like, oh, uncles can't. Yeah. Okay. But your cousins can. So okay, all okay. my first cousins could. Yeah. But they were, they didn't even know what was happening. They're like, oh, what's happening? What's going on? Because they're young. So, they're very young. Yeah. So yeah. my husband was lucky he got out pretty <laughs> sober quickly. Yeah. And during this yeah. time, the bride is just saying her farewells to her yeah, family and so she's just crying sad. in the background. Saddest thing I've Or yeah. she's just happy <laughs> that she's yeah. leaving. It could go either way. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a happy bride. <laughs> Especially at that well, at that time specifically when they're saying their goodbyes, there's going to be tears shed. Yeah, there's tears of happiness. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, tears of bittersweet. happiness. Yeah. It moments. is it's very bittersweet because you're happy you're joining a new family, but you're sad that you are officially leaving your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we'll talk yeah. more about like the actual beliefs behind that because it's it's pretty um intense yeah mm-hmm. Deep. Mm-hmm. But yeah after so, they after they leave then 
that's pretty much it in terms of the actual wedding. The the bride and groom will go home to the groom's house and they'll finish up their duties there and then but as they're leaving, as there's leaving. also some traditions where, for example, the, the bride is not allowed to turn back. Right. So she has to keep looking forward. So every step she takes to the exit, she can't look back. Mm-hmm. And this is to signify that, um, I guess, the, their future will it's be forward. more successful moving forward yeah. and will be more successful so if the bride is to turn back then it's almost like a prophecy that like the marriage will somehow break yeah and yeah. you'll like have it's to return luck. to yeah. your family yeah. it's bad luck yeah because yeah, it's more like in that moment you shouldn't be looking past in the yeah. past you be in forward. your past life you should be looking forward yeah. and to the new future and the family that you're going to need to, be, to which create. is a lot harder than the scene everybody's uh-huh. yelling you don't look back don't yeah. look back and you're like where is everybody? I'm trying to say bye to everybody, but they need to be in front of me so I can mm-hmm. see them. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, move forward there's, then. There's so many things happening. It's like, mama, so come to my like, eyesight. Come, come in front of me. Yeah. But they're on, I don't think they're allowed to either. What? Like, not, I mean, like, your oh, mom cannot, like, lose, lose be in front of you and be like, you know what I mean? Because they're, you know, they're, she is a part of the past, you know? Oh, man. Kind of thing. So I if you, if you give, first. like, your shot, then you have to, like, step back. <laughs> she can't look back. No, <laughs> no. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, by the end of it. That's just torturous. When you're, like, leaving and you're getting into the car, your mom's not going to be within your eyesight. She's going to be behind you, <laughs> yeah. right? She's going to be right in front of your yeah. car, not letting you my go. Mom, maybe. <laughs> kidding, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. My daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and when that. you when you leave, uh, you will be when you arrive. Okay, so we'll go back a little bit, backtrack mm-hmm. a little bit. When you arrive as the bride, if you have gone to option one or two, and you have you went to your groom's house before he came to ask for you, mm-hmm. you will come back to your house with him in his people's Hmong traditional clothing, mm-hmm. signifying that you have already agreed to marry him. Mm. When you leave for the last time. That's when your mom dresses you for the very last time. A very in emotional, clothes, right? Yeah, and in, in your people's phone clothes. Yeah. It's a very emotional, meaningful okay. time. Wow. And that is to show, like, pride. This is my daughter. Oh. She's leaving for the last time, but this is our clothing, and this mm. is what, this is who we represent. It's very emotional. I'm crying right now. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, oh. It is. Ooh. Yeah, just, just hoping that clothing fits. I was like, I don't even have Hmong clothes. Like, yeah. Is it gonna fit? It's Hmong Doug clothes. Is like, I think it's pants. It's pants. Yeah. yeah. So pants? our clothing is oh, yes. pants. Fit me for show. <laughs> our clothing is pants. Yeah. Very, very lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. So ours is yeah. pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Why are we always wearing dresses then? Because they don't just... fit us no more. <laughs> no, I think it, you, you have no are, option. There are plus sizes. No, no, there are <laughs> nowadays too. But yeah. our direct mung dar mung white. Yeah. Is our pants. pants. Okay. Yeah, and so that's what you'll that. wear. Did you wear pants? I did. Yeah, yeah on her way out. Yeah. And that. your nitang jewel, your green lady, will wear the your clothing as, you. as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To say that's our daughter. She's leaving, but don't forget that's our daughter. Treat her well. So in terms of beliefs, I think there's two clear distinctions that have to be made in terms of uh, Hmong marriages. Um, there's the shamanism influence as well as the Christian influence. And based on what you believe or what you practice, um, that is really what underlies the entire wedding. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's different when the bride and the groom are both Christian mm-hmm. or if the bride is shaman and the and the groom is christian mm-hmm. 
usually the wedding is done the bride's way yes the bride's family's way right right so if she's shaman like i was in this in my wedding case Mm -hmm. the wedding is done the shaman way so strictly strictly shaman right right Mm -hmm. even if you were christian and your family was shaman like your father was shaman they would still they would still kind of practice shaman ritual right most likely Yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah um, yeah, so there's there's a there's a ceremony that's done sometime in the wedding. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it was when they will let the ancestors know that this daughter is leaving us. She is no longer part of our our ancestry's tree, and to let her go, mm-hmm. basically. And that's why it's so sad when you're leaving because you're leaving your last name behind, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing in mm-hmm. one culture. Yeah. Your last name is everything that you are, mm-hmm. and when you get married you have to completely let go of that and say i'm no longer this last name i am now that last name and that's why when you leave the house you're crying because there's so much more behind it Mm -hmm. than just saying i'm leaving because technically you know for me i wasn't going far like geographically (laughs) but it's the significance behind it of me leaving my family that that makes it sad yeah and in terms of Hmong Christians who mm-hmm. still also practice some of the Hmong tradition, um, there are certain things that we don't have to do anymore. So, um, for instance, we don't practice the whole bowing tradition where mm-hmm. we bow to um, the Mekong and the family, the, the family parents. Members, the family. parents yeah. um, so we don't do that and we don't emphasize a lot of the drinking culture try to keep it to a minimum yeah and Mm -hmm. sometimes even substitute it with like sugary beverages (laughs) yeah (laughs) but we still use the bride price okay i think that's the one thing that's in common with the two Mm -hmm. um i've i also heard of a lot of christian weddings where the negotiations it's not very formal yeah you kind of just sit down on uh, in a living room on the couch and Mm -hmm. talk about the bride price and everything like that there's no need for a mekong or a nitanjua mm-hmm. or a pila that's probably very modern now mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's no bride price i've heard that they're like yeah. okay you know what mm-hmm. just invest it into the wedding or into your life yeah together right it comes back to yeah. the bride yeah. and groom somehow yeah and i'll talk more about that when i talk about my wedding okay well let's let's talk about the wedding man my let's wedding? go i think we're done with beliefs hey I yeah, think so too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what happened at your wedding, Vicky? Because I wasn't there. <laughs> we'll fill um, you in. I did mention a couple of things throughout this whole episode, but yeah, everything that we mentioned was pretty much what happened at mine. Very, mm-hmm. uh, my parents are shaman, and so it was a very shaman wedding. Mm-hmm. There was still bowing. My husband and his uh, best man had to bow multiple times throughout the whole thing i don't understand the whole culture of bowing i don't know why they do it i think it's in respect yeah yeah and there's a very certain way you have to bow it's like i'm not even sure two (laughs) hands and then the way you get up and i think you always do it two times Mm -hmm. so like okay time to bow Mm -hmm. bow two times and then get back up Mm -hmm. some cardio yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we had a time during the actual wedding day where we can have speeches in the backyard that was nice and we i got to put thai clothing on that my dad bought for me when he went to thailand and uh, usually at this time they do something called kite which is to tie a little string around your wrist just to wish you good luck but because my dad knows that my husband's side is christian he didn't want to force them to feel like they couldn't wish us luck or give us or give us money so he decided to do something where he cut 
we cut the roses off the top of the um, stem, mm-hmm. and instead of tying the wrist, they came and they gave us a rose. Mm. And if they want to give us money, they can give us money, and they just wish us good luck. Mm. Um, I wish you good luck That's on so nice. the future. Yeah. So my dad was trying to be accommodating both sides. Because yeah. your husband is Christian, right? And his side of the family was there as well, mm-hmm. and they don't do the tying of the wrist. And another thing that my dad did that's a little bit different is that he didn't do a bride price. So mm-hmm. he told me ever since I was young that he didn't believe in the bride price for whatever reasons, whatever beliefs he had. Yeah. But that he would prefer for to tell the groom's side that, like, I want you to promise that you're going to take care of my daughter regardless yeah. of the money. This does like, not mean that you, you know, right. that you're not held to the to the standards yeah. that of the bride price right yeah so it was out of he just didn't believe it and that's mm-hmm. just the way that it was and he's like i want you to take care of her regardless if you mm-hmm. give me money or not this is what is going to happen mm-hmm. type of thing and i thought it was nice i i don't fully understand the process of the bride price either i've heard stories here and there but i did respect and admire the fact that my dad did that and a lot of people told me, like, oh, that's so nice that he did that. And mm-hmm. it made the negotiating process very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of not ridiculed so much as, like, people said something. Criticized. Uh, criticized for yeah. not doing it. He was very mm-hmm. adamant, I'm not doing it, even though his brothers or anybody else would say mm-hmm. to him, why? Why are you doing this? He mm-hmm. stuck to his guns and wow. he didn't do a bride price, which was interesting. But um, I think the biggest part of that I remember is my mom dressing me for the last time it was sad but we really wanted to make light of it as well your, so, your auntie was making it real sad she's like let's put on a song it's called the last yeah, I time remember. I was yeah it was she was helping dress you, you as well right yeah. and she was like crying yeah. and she has many daughters of her own so she's very you know mm-hmm. um probably was reminiscent of the time that she was doing that mm-hmm. for her two daughters too so mm-hmm. yeah it's a very uh, emotional time mm-hmm. and uh, usually at this time people are saying to you um, it sounds really mean, but in Mongan, it doesn't sound too bad. You're not, you're not their daughter anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when you leave this house, you're you are your husband's wife, and you are their nya, their daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that this yeah. is the last time when you come here, you're your gonna guest. come here as a guest. I know. This is not your house anymore. It oh sounds so goodness. mean, but it's kind of the process and how they yeah. say it, just so you understand. Yeah. You know? And um, we have a picture of us together, mm-hmm. which we can make. We can make the. Um, You'll see that in our the thumbnail, thumbnail okay. of my mom dressing me, but she's laughing and I'm laughing because Aww. we were, we were like trying to pose but not really pose, and we ended up laughing. <laughs> but that that's kind of how the <laughs> the situation happened too. And I just remember when I was leaving and everybody was yelling at me, "Don't look back! Don't look back!" I was crying, <laughs> bawling my eyes out, looking for, making sure I got everybody, yeah. looking for my sister, looking for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my parents right away, and I said bye to everybody that I possibly could. And I remember my cousin saying, why is she, why is she crying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why like she's younger crying. younger cousin? Yeah, Aww. my younger cousins who don't really know too much about yeah. the process. Well, I don't understand Aww. why she's crying. Like, mm-hmm. isn't this supposed to be a happy day? But... It's it's because we're a little bit older, we understand the tradition behind it, and mm-hmm. like how I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the what it means when you're leaving for the mm-hmm. last time. So it was very emotional. But when I look back on it, I think it was a really nice day. It was very easy. The process was easy. The wedding was good. You know, we 
a lot of people showed up, which I was so grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, looking forward to all of your weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> looking forward to mine Looking too. forward to my own. <laughs> do you remember, Cindy, do you remember Vicky's wedding? Home yeah, wedding? I remember cooking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember run, just running errands. We yeah. were like running around like crazy. Yeah. Right, well, right. Not us. Awesome. Like we did, but like your mom was like, yeah. I was like, oh my, my gosh. Mom was like, yeah, do you Cindy, need help? What do you need me Cindy, to do? can you please go get this yeah. and get that? You yeah. just have to go get greens. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first right. time your mom really like delegated tasks yeah. to me. Yeah. She was stressed. <laughs> she was, I was like, you let us know because uh-huh. if not, we're just going to be around like, yeah. 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 No. yeah. Um, yeah, it was hot. It's always so hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so and many many you know, I got married in June, and yeah. it, was, it shouldn't yeah. have been that hot. It was hot, right, but yeah. luckily, at least, like, a lot of it was outside. So. Yeah. But, like, when it's just, like, the house, like, when we went to, like, Mary's wedding. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, my our, sister-in-law, well, yeah. my cousin. Sorry, I'm sorry, my cousin. <laughs> yeah, my cousin's um, It was so packed. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't be in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, and I remember your mom dressing you and i remember because nancy was in korea right, at the time yeah uh we had to take a picture of us four we were holding nancy's on a screen oh, yeah. Yeah. Nancy's face on a screen. Yeah. considerate of you yeah. guys you guys yeah. were in my room yeah, yeah. We were you in your room the whole time my you tiny must... room yeah it's like all seven <laughs> of us and then yeah. remember yeah mark was there too she came in and she was like Vicky. Yeah, like, everybody's like, I want to see this. Did you guys get dressed yet? Everybody <laughs> wanted to see that moment. Because the girls, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then um, I just remember the last, obviously the last thing I remember was the saddest thing is when you're leaving. Yeah. And everyone's like, why is she crying? She's moving down the street. It's like, it's the it's the whole symbol yeah. symbol of you going. Like, yeah. You're not coming back. Yeah. yeah. It was so sad. It yeah. was. I have so many pictures of Vicky's face crying. Yeah. <laughs> There's videos of me yeah, crying. Yeah, videos. Yeah. I, I was crying too. We're all like, yeah, yeah. We cried a lot. I think it's a lot. I was because yeah. I was the first one of the four of us to get married. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I know when you guys go, it's gonna be like. Yeah. We're gonna. So yeah, we'll all cry just as much as you guys cried for. Because me. technically, <laughs> we're not like, mom, her anymore. Yeah. 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 That's so sad. I'm keeping my last name. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I tried to reflect on your wedding day too, and similarly with Cindy, I think it was pretty chaotic lots of running around um but there were moments of stillness too where we got to you know be with you while you were getting ready um to go and put your mom clothes on it was really sweet really bittersweet and then i distinctly remember sitting in the uh in your living room there was tons of people there mm-hmm. um where your uncle b was offering words of wisdom and my dad and my brother offering you words of wisdom and I was like crying <laughs> I'm like or very tearful because yeah. it's just like they're really imparting wisdom and um this is such a big mile milestone in Vicky's life and mm-hmm. um and then after that it seemed like three seconds that they're like you have to go we're like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we were you we I remember you just like panicking like I have to say yeah. goodbye to everyone and then people started stopping Bo Noi and I was like okay this is when it's gonna get a bit crazy but it was it was like pretty manageable, I would yeah. say. Not too many people were stopping him to shang him. I think there was a combination of people not knowing what was going on. Right. And right. my McGon was like, Let's, let's go. go. Yeah. Book he's it. like, Let's go, get up, let's go. Yeah. And we he he kind of was like pushing us. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point he actually pushed me. <laughs> he was like, Go, 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 go. Because mm-hmm. he knows how crazy it can get. Yeah. Um some people who know what's going on yeah. can do it and some people don't know what's going on. 
he's like, go, 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 go. I think he only got, like, I want to say he only got, like, a handful, maybe five drinks from people. Yeah, wow. I don't remember giving yeah. him a drink either. Yes, you did. Much. Did you? I think I you did. You're like, give me the I remember you, like, trying really hard to get something for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. You're like, give right. me some alcohol. Like, I, I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Yeah. I swear. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. I was in front of him. And then, obviously, I couldn't look back. So I couldn't see who he was getting shots from. But I do remember him saying that somebody gave him a cup of vodka. Yeah. I think we Some, won't say names, <laughs> but it was, a, it was a cup of vodka. Oh, wow. But I think that was the most that he got. But when we arrived back to his house, there was he wasn't drunk. He was okay. So yeah. he didn't get too much. Mm-hmm. But the drive home, I think I felt so many emotions and I was crying so hard. But as soon as I got inside the... The car, we shut the door, we drove away, and I knew I couldn't look back as much as I wanted to mm-hmm. see everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what was that moment like for you to not, for them to be like, don't turn around? Like, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it, they're like, it oh, is. Oh, everybody's, but it's like everybody's they're screaming silly. at you, so your first like <laughs> yeah. reaction is to turn around and be like, what? I was like, why are you yelling? My initial reaction was, Where's Elena, my sister? Because I wanted to make sure I said bye to her. Yeah, she was um, crying. She was, she was crying. Yeah. She's very emotional. Yeah. So she cried, and then I hugged my cousin, and she didn't think she was going to cry, but she bawled. Aww. Every person I hugged cried because I cried yeah. so hard. Yeah. And I just remember we got in the door. I got in the car. We shut the door, and as soon as I got in there, we left, and the car was silent mm. because I was crying still, and it was actually noise uncle who sat in as his parents representative driving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was he's he was like oh she's kind of sad everyone's like oh she's sad mm-hmm. and phil who was his um pila pila his best man was in there and it was just us four and i was sad it was complete silence all mm-hmm. the way home and i think the only person who said anything was me mm-hmm. that brought anything up but i didn't cry the whole way home mm-hmm. and but when i got to um my husband's family's house i felt so like happy I wasn't oh. sad anymore. It was like, okay, that that part of my life is done, and now this part You're is embracing here. Yeah. The new, oh. yeah. Oh. It's so much. <laughs> oh, it's like reliving it all again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Any last words that you guys want to say that kind of just to talk about, reflect on today's topic? I mean, I can start, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying that um, it's the time in our lives where we're looking for a significant other and to have this be a part of our our story uh, for us to get married sometime soon and reflecting on it and talking to my parents about it. Pretty, It made me pretty emotional, pretty tearful too because I have a big, big family and I know mm-hmm. that it's going to be really hard um, and really challenging when that day comes and when they tell me it just hurts my heart when they when they when they just hit it home for you like you're no longer gonna gonna be um family here you're gonna be just a guest and i'm like oh that hits the heart does that mean you have to knock on the door before you walk in <laughs> i don't know i'm still going <laughs> no, right I'm still in. Like, I mean, to my house <laughs> it's really all, it really is a formality but the but also for you it just for you to hone or just for you to like hit it home that this is not gonna be this is not your dwelling place mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. i guess um and i know that when that day comes it's gonna be really it's gonna be really bittersweet so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it's gonna be i'm glad sad. that yeah i'm glad <laughs> that we got to reflect on it because 
um, we can prepare for it better, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people mm-hmm. say to you, oh, this is not going to be your house anymore. And you're like, no, this is always going to be my house. But something something in you, when you go back home, you know yeah. this isn't my house anymore, that you are just a visitor. Eventually, it just becomes second nature, just n- natural. Like, yeah, yeah, I know this is my mom and dad's house. Yeah. And you'll no longer call it your house. And it is it is sad, but you, it's like in your heart, you know that's what it is and it's right. And Yeah, and also kind of getting married is also you're ranking up, like we said, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that... You have your own place to call your home now, and mm-hmm. you're gonna be building a family of your own, and so it's very beautiful in, in that sense as well. It is. Mm-hmm. You get to create something yeah. new with your partner, exactly. And then you also can you have the blessing of making your own family mm-hmm. together, and that's something that is so beautiful and under God's eyes. It's just such a blessing that He's given you responsibility. Mm-hmm. to take care of the family mm-hmm. so I think that's so amazing and I, for me I wasn't there for Vicky's wedding but it's so nice to hear everyone's um, experience mm-hmm. throughout her journey and it was a journey for all of us because it's like we're letting go of a sister yeah, and we're entrusting her to who we call Vonoy now <laughs> so yeah. our, our, uh, our brother-in-law nephew in law <laughs> son in law but um, that's also very big for us too yeah. because we were born and raised with Vicky so mm-hmm. it's something that's so precious and, yeah. and and I wish I could have been there but I felt like I was there in spirit you definitely were and you yeah. guys like made sure to include me a lot in mm-hmm. the process and especially on your wedding day you guys like video fa- mm-hmm. uh, video chatted me and everything so it was really nice but it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. in my life. And um, even if you marry outside of like the Hmong race or the Hmong culture, ethnicity, like it's still something that we do practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're marrying like a Canadian, Caucasian, or, you know, African-American, whatever culture you're from, we still take the time to to um, practice these traditions yeah. yeah i think especially if you're a bride if if mm-hmm. if it's a bride then it's um that's mom that's mm-hmm. happening we'll yeah. still have a mom yeah. wedding for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it may not be in, as intense but yeah. right. there's still yeah. a little dinner that's mm-hmm. made and everything mm-hmm. what about you Sunny? any last thoughts no <laughs> <laughs> i mean not really but being married does change a lot like Remember the one time we're all hanging out at um, your house, mm-hmm. and Dad came over and was like, "Why are you still here, Vicky? Like, you need to go home to your husband." <laughs> like, yeah. What? And normally we're not used to that. Normally yeah. we just hang out as late as we want together, sleepover. Yeah. yeah, like that, my dad was like, "Go home." <laughs> yeah, I can't sleep over. Or anymore. like, where's your husband? Yeah, where's your husband? Yeah. 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 Like, why are, did you ask your husband to sleep? Yeah. So that's the number one question you get <laughs> yeah. when you're married. Yeah. If you go anywhere without him, where's your husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you should always be with him. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. This week I hung out with a friend who's also married. And when I came home, my dad's like, why are you hanging out with her? Like, she has a husband. I was like, her husband was not, was working. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to hang <laughs> yeah. out with people yeah. who are married. Because yeah. yeah. you are not <laughs> at that level them, yet. Or that yeah. you would influence them. Or like, you would get them in trouble with you. Because you can oh, do single things. Because singleness and equals yeah. rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> singleness equals freedom, I guess. I guess yeah. so. Oh, I guess. That's so funny. Yeah. All right. So I think this sums up our podcast for today. I think... Uh, 
we had shed some tears, <laughs> reflected on good moments, um, bittersweet moments, and I think we learned a lot in the process. So, um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening, um, and we are so excited to continue with the content. So you can follow our Instagram at podcasthersstories, or you can reach out to us through our email, podcasthersstories at gmail.com. And this is going to be our last episode of the season, and we will see you again for season two. So Even better. Yeah. Bigger and better things are coming your way. Woo-hoo! Yes. Hopefully. And we still want to hear, we always, you know, are open to any feedback as well as any Uh, suggestions for topics uh, that you'd like for us to speak about long or not yes so feel free to contact us in any of the ways that nancy just mentioned and we will see you next season until then